0: Everyone, once again, to Cave to the Cross Apologetics, I'm Patrick. And I'm Tony. And uh, hopefully you've joined us for our new book. Uh, we've we've done one half of the, the first part of Why Should I Believe Christianity? Uh, by our uh, good uh, author, uh, Dr. James Anderson, um, who's going to teach us about presuppositional apologetics without using all the big words like presuppositional and maybe even apologetics. Um, well, he might use them, but... He might, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we've, we've uh, kind of been talking about what is truth, Why should we believe true things because
1: they're true? Why should
0: we believe anything, right? Right. So
1: that's how he kind of starts off this chapter, right? Mm -hmm. Why should we believe anything, right? And the idea that he gets is because, well, we shouldn't unless we have good reasons to believe something, right? Right. And we believe things because they are true, mm-hmm. right? And so we should have good reasons to believe that things are true, right? Now, it really doesn't give us a, a, a definition of truth, but the standard definition that's uh, usually used, and I think we can grasp from how he's using it, is the, the, that truth that corresponds to reality, right? right? The, what What is true, a statement is true if it corresponds to the actual state of affairs, if it corresponds to, to reality. That's what... We define truth as, right? And so I think that's what the, um, the, uh, the, uh, his definition of truth is what he's getting at yeah. here, right?
0: And so we, we kind of already looked at um, kind of relativism as uh, the opposite of objective truth, uh, as something that uh, uh, subjective truth says that, you know, what's uh, true for me isn't necessarily true for you. It's, it's dependent on, on my personal value, my cultural biases. Um, we' where, where, you know where I'm standing at a uh, certain time, place location type deal. Um, but objective truth has the complete opposite. Right. Right. And in fact, saying uh, that all truth is relative, uh, is an objective truth uh, within
1: within that world, which means that it defeats itself. Right. right. Yeah. So he moves from you know in general why should we believe to the question why why should we believe Christianity, and he puts that on hold for a minute and he kind of deals with these other kind of issues. Right. right? Relativism is the first one that that uh, raises its ugly head. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: And so uh, we're on the section called Who Can Really Know? Mm. So this is skepticism. Yeah. (laughs) So relativism is one way to dismiss uh, religious truth claims, and another way is skepticism. Yeah. The skeptic says, even if some religious claims are objectively true, no one can really know whether those claims are actually true. Mm. So Mm. skeptics are doubters. And you see this when people say, sure, there might be this omnibenevolent God, he's all powerful. But he's so far above us that there's no way he could even, even fathom communicating to us. It's like us uh, yelling at an amoeba on the microscope. Hey,
1: <laughs> go right! Uh, not- uh, didn't
0: didn't really work. Uh, again, that's that's creating a straw man for uh, who God is, who we are. Um, it it, it uh, bypasses all the truth claims that uh, Christianity, Judaism, even. Uh, um, muslims uh, believe about who god is Uh, now those conflict with each other and so uh, we want to find the best truth uh, as in the correct one because we want to know true things not just things that help us survive only um uh, to to believe that that's the only case then uh, um, allows us just to have uh survivability belief it's Mm -hmm. not even uh you know does two plus two equal four really well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Does it help you survive? That's, that, that's, that's, the, that's right. It. Yeah.
1: So I, I like what he's doing here because what he's doing is building a foundation. Yeah. Right? He's the first, I mean, real basic type things that you need to build on. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, you know, why should I believe anything? Why should I believe Christianity? Right. So, uh, well, because there's good reasons to believe. That's why if there aren't good reasons to believe, then you shouldn't believe. Right. That's what he said. And so uh, and then, OK, well, what about why? Uh, or because it's true. Right. Is what he's saying, really. And there's reasons to believe that it's true. Well, it's truth. Rel- what about tr- relative truth? Well, You know, again, if you claim that all truth is like that, you have problems, right? And so he's dealt with that. Now he's talking about, and this is a really basic issue, you know, how can I know something, Mm -hmm. right? How can I know, you know, or can I really know, right? And uh, if you ask that question, he says you're a skeptic. And so he tells us that he wants to say a few words about what it means to know something. Mm -hmm. Right. So we've already gotten the idea of why we should believe things. We should believe things because they're true and we should have good reasons to believe that they're true. Now we want to know, okay, well, how do we know things? Right. Right. And so he wants to clear away a few more. This is another misunderstanding. Right. He says um, he often comes across people who think that in order to know something, you must have absolute knockdown, drag-out, infallible, irrefutable certainty about it, right? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, yeah. you can't know it. What right? does that look like?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so uh, he says, uh, but, but the mere possibility of being mistaken isn't a good reason to deny that I know what I think I know. You don't need to know something infallibly in order to know it. Mm. so you know what does that mean I need Cartesian certainty I, I need to have uh, it's not even beyond a, a reasonable doubt it's no. just have no no doubt whatsoever so
1: yeah absolute certainty yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, I don't I mean we're still trying to figure out if we exist you know <laughs> Des- Descartes goes right. into no, a, in a, matrix. A, yeah <laughs> into into a cabin for three days and uh, brings about the modern world by just saying uh, I think therefore I am all right let's go with that yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so what's more, he says, uh, it can be reasonable to believe something even if you wouldn't say that you know it's true. Ooh. Right? So there, that's, a, that's an amazing claim. So it's reasonable to believe something even if you if you uh, wouldn't say that you know it's true. So what's he mean by here? Well, he gives us an, an example here. He says, for instance, I wouldn't say I know that it will be sunny tomorrow. Right? I, he wouldn't say that he knows that. Right. But based on the weather over the last few days and the fact that three independent weather forecasters have made the same prediction, I think it's reasonable to believe that it will be sunny tomorrow. you do not know it, you know. But he thinks that uh, it's reasonable to believe, based on the facts, um, the reasons that he has to believe it. Right. And so he says, even if we don't know that some claim is true, we can still have good reasons to believe it. Right. Right.
0: Right. Let's take an even more basic assumption. The sun will rise tomorrow. (laughs) Well, I guess. Do you know that? Yeah. I guess at (laughs) some point the the world could stop and halt.
1: Uh, I mean, it, it How about dirt. a huge sun flare that consumes the earth. Oh yeah, I mean, now it's not going to rise yeah. because there's nothing to rise. <laughs> right. Up, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> going to wink out of gone. existence. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we are right. right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's it's taken away. The, the it's been repossessed. We haven't made our payments on it. Um, you know, but can we be relatively have good reasons to believe that it's true? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, we have yeah. good reasons to believe right. that the sun will rise tomorrow. So. We can sigh, you know, and yeah, and, yeah, and, and relax. For, right? for those of
0: us in in the uh, you know the the northeast part, maybe maybe we forget what the sun looks like half the year, but yeah. it's
1: it's there. I swear, I yeah. promise. So he tells us, uh, you know, uh, about this healthy skepticism. Yeah, uh,
0: he says that uh, you may have heard it uh, suggest that we should approach everything with a healthy skepticism. And Mitch Stokes talked about this. He said, it's not just to be a skeptic, it's to be a sober skeptic. That's what he pushed. Yeah. The idea is that our default position should be one of doubt towards any belief or claims. Right.
1: So no matter what it is, my first inclination is to doubt it, yeah. right? to be skeptical about whether or not it's true, mm-hmm. right?
0: Right. So, yeah. so your, your friend comes up to you, you know them well, and they said, that accident just happened outside. Uh, come take a look. Well, I,
1: I can't believe that. Yeah, give me a good reason to believe that there was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, is that healthy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the question, right. right?
0: So one problem with such a stance is that it's self defeating. Mm. You you'd have to start by doubting the claim that you that we should start by doubting any claim. So
1: that, you okay, know. Okay. So what? What? <laughs> yeah.
0: So <laughs> the 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 claim is uh, you should start everything by doubting. Right. So, I'm going to doubt that too. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, Descartes goes into his cabin and says, I'm going to throw away everything. I'm going to doubt everything possible. But he doesn't doubt his doubt. <laughs> okay. So, he can never get off the ground. He can never start doubting because he would doubt the doubt. That's <laughs> right. That's right.
1: He says that uh, you'd also have to doubt other things that our, uh, you know, that our healthy skeptic has to doubt uh, that they take for granted. Yeah, for instance. You'd have all the way up, yeah. square one, all the time. That's right. Every time, yeah. So you'd have to doubt your sanity. <laughs> you'd have to doubt your ability to reason. You'd have to doubt even your own existence. Right? So where do we where does it end, right? And again, we call this healthy skepticism, but that sounds unhealthy. Very unhealthy. (laughs) So he says there's nothing healthy about this radical form of skepticism. Our goal shouldn't be to doubt whatever we can. What's the goal? Well, it should be to examine our reasons for believing as we do. Right. Right? Not doubt everything.
0: Mm Although that seems to be kind of the, uh, it, it uh, takes the spice out of the, the Twitter feeds and, and everything like that is to, to to want to doubt everything and you, know, you have the best uh, like ratio or something like that. That seems to be what <laughs> drives a lot of it. Uh, as as uh, our author has stated earlier, uh, he thinks that you can know that Christianity is true. That's what the whole book is trying right. to prove. Right. So he
1: thinks we can know that. Right. right. Yeah.
0: But even if he's wrong about that, you can still have excellent reason to believe that Christianity is true.
1: Right. So, so he believes it's true he, he yes. and he believes that you can know it's true, mm-hmm. but if you don't believe it, at least he says you can have excellent reasons to believe that Christianity is true. Right. 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 So
0: you, you can kind of think like um, uh, the the idea of, uh, well, you know, what if I proved to you that uh, the God of the Bible exists? Well, would you worship him? Uh, OK, if you you proved it to me 100 uh, uh, percent and I said, yep, uh, all signs point to yes. No, I wouldn't worship him. Right. And uh, honestly, that's what the Bible tells us, too. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we're we're about there, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. All right. The next uh, issue that he deals with after he goes through. Uh, uh, so he's done relativism as a misunderstanding. Right. Religion is relative. Uh, then he's talked about skepticism. Well, we shouldn't believe anything, right? We have to prove everything and it has to be absolutely certain, right? Well, that's going too far, right? Uh, are you, you know, do you exist? Right. So the next thing he wants us to do is to deal with this idea of, he asked the question, can you uh, handle truth, right? You can't handle truth, <laughs> right? So we remember this movie. Um, Few Good Men. That's right. Yeah. Where, um. The uh, one of the lead characters says this while he's on the stand. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, you can't handle the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is classic. Right. (laughs) So one truth that's particularly difficult, he says, for us to accept is the the, um, truth is sometimes (laughs) too difficult for us to accept. Right. Sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So that's a particular difficult truth to accept. Right, Right. and he says the reason that he mentions this is uh, to drive home the main point of uh, this particular chapter. Ultimately, what we should be aiming for are true beliefs, not beliefs that are merely convenient for us or comfortable or inoffensive or Mm -hmm. self affirming. No, no, we want. True beliefs, beliefs that reflect the way the world and things really are, right? right?
0: Yeah, Um, who's my mom? Oh, my my mom is the the person that uh, I can recognize that uh, comes to my house every week, but then I found out that she stole me in infancy and she's not really my mom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Okay. I can't accept that. That's that's that would be very difficult. So yeah. I shouldn't. I, I, yeah. So I'm not going to believe I'm that. Just, just yeah. Even though it's true, sign.
1: I'm not going to believe it because it's inconvenient. It's comfortable. It's even offensive. And right. so, no, I'm not going to yeah. believe that. Right? Yeah, I got other things well, to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, that person can't clearly can't handle the truth. Right. right? Uh,
0: so no doubt some people believe Christianity simply because they want it to be true. Right? Right. Uh They like what Christianity teaches or. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, I'm going to raise my kid in the church because I, I want that person to have a sense of this uh, Western idea, ideology mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, uh, I, I like the potlucks. <laughs> you know, it, it gives me a sense of community. Uh, I, I, the, the, the people I go to church with are, are, are trustworthy. is something along those lines. But the same token, there are people who don't believe Christianity simply because they don't want it to be true. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, why why, why why. have one side of the coin and not the other? Uh, neither stance is intellectually responsible. Right. The responsible approach is to consider the reasons for and against the truth of Christianity and to draw the most reasonable conclusions we can.
1: Yeah, so that's the responsible approach. Not, you know, uh, based on my feelings or based on, you know, any other thing. No, it's based on the reasons. Are there good reasons, right? Uh And so what he tells us here is what this book does uh, and doesn't do, right? So what does this book do? And what doesn't it do? What's he trying to accomplish with this book? Well, he says the title of the book is Why Should I Believe Christianity? And he wants to give a basic answer to that question by offering what he thinks are some very good reasons to believe that Christianity is true. That's the basic idea of what he's attempting to do in this book. Give reasons to believe that Christianity is true. That's the, you know, why should I believe Christianity? Here are some reasons, Mm -hmm. right? However, he says, he also wants to say some important things about how one should go about answering that question. Right. How do we answer that question, right? right? And so he wants us to kind of deal with that as well mm-hmm. in this particular well,
0: you, book. You provide the Kalam argument, and then you have, have <laughs> host on some facts of uh, women at the tomb and uh, the disciples dying for uh, the message. And you just keep harping on uh, evidence and piling it on till the right. person just can't can't hold on to it all, right. and it falls at their feet, and they, That's you know, right. fall down. Or to they their knees. fall down
1: to their knees yeah. because the burden of the reasons right. are so right. heavy, right?
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Pilgrim's Progress, Christian's burden, it's gone. So uh, one of the points that uh, he'll make in the next two chapters is that uh, Christianity isn't merely a lifestyle, a moral code, a social identity, or a set of abstract theological doctrines. It's much more than any of those things. Oh, okay. It is those things, but it's much more than yeah. those things. Yeah. Christianity is an all-encompassing worldview, wow. and it needs to be understood and evaluated on that basis. So again, uh, you put on your your worldview spectacles. It's how you see the world. And when you you know look at that piece of uh, uh, fruit, you go, "Oh, that's red." Well, hold on. How do you know that's red? What is red? What do those things mean? Is <laughs> is the apple real? Uh, all these things. How do you
1: know it's fruit?
0: Right, yeah. Now,
1: let's see, tomatoes. Uh, no,
0: <laughs> so
1: he says his overarching goal is to explain with minimal philosophical mumbo-jumbo, this is what, what you were, were alluding for. to, yeah. that's right, before, <laughs> minimum philosophical mumbo-jumbo, uh, what it means to say that Christianity is a worldview and uh, why we should believe That it's the correct worldview, so that's really what he's trying to get at here, and that's Mm going to be the focus of these various reasons that he's going to kind of work us through. Worldview idea that Christianity is more than just you know how I feel about things or or whatever, Mm -hmm. going to church or uh, having various religious beliefs, Mm -hmm. right? It's a worldview, an all-encompassing worldview. It's our view of the. It should be our view of the world is what he's trying to get at here, right?
0: And uh, the, the other point that he wants to uh, underscore here is that this book uh, doesn't directly address the various objections and criticism that people level against
1: Christianity. We've right. done some of those books so, so before. So this isn't a defensive book. Right? right. He's not trying to defend Christianity against these various criticisms and objections. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you what about questions have to wait for a different book. <laughs> so this
0: book focuses on the positive side of the truth questions, reasons for believing Christianity.
1: Now we should mention that, uh, and he kind of does during, in this section that, uh, this is, uh, as we said, when we first started this book, this is part of a 10 book series. Right. right? And so he said, he's, he says that in the, uh, you know, some of the other books in the series will be dealing with these various, uh, Objections and right. criticisms to Christianity. His is a more positive, mm-hmm. uh, why we should believe right.
0: kind of thing, Like right? w- one is, uh, you know, uh, why is there so much evil in the world, or right. something along those lines. Right. All right, uh, so that's the end of uh, chapter one. Again, uh, I, I think this is a, a, a decent book for um, kind of hitting home, uh, kind of the uh, outlook that uh, we espouse, uh, that we think the the um, um, Better one, uh, the 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 one that we should start with. Uh, not saying that we can't use evidence or uh, classical arguments, um, but uh, uh, if we don't have the correct worldview understanding, our, our presuppositions laid out, and understanding from the other person's perspective, uh, who doesn't believe Christianity is true, uh, that they also come into the conversation with presuppositions and a different worldview, and how we uh, come to talk to each other. Uh, uh, matters on that important level before we get to things like um what is uh, you know uh, the the empty tomb mean yeah. you know because again uh jesus rose from the dead okay i can believe that but jesus rose from the dead because he was god that's i mean that that's, that, that's a, a that's a different kind of claim. Yeah, yeah 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 um you know you can believe the dead men rise because look jesus happened but why did it happen yeah. Uh, that, that's that's the type of thing that Krishna wants to answer is not just dead men rise, but why do dead men
1: rise? Yeah, yeah. What's the meaning of that? The significance of that?
0: Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so hopefully uh, you've enjoyed this a little shorter episode, but hey, uh, not everything uh, has to be uh, Bart Ehrman and and uh, <laughs> exactly. um, uh, harping down on uh, the the banality of, of evil or the, <laughs> the heights of, uh, of, of Christian virtue. Right. Uh, the, again, other books for that one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you've uh, enjoyed this. Uh, continue to uh, uh, keep checking us out. Go back to our uh, previous episodes. Those are all uh, available on the uh, various pod- podcast sites, uh, com for all your Cave to the Cross needs. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next. We'll see you next time.